the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. Because next Monday is Christmas, we're ministering messages all week about our appreciation for the birth of the Christ child. You know, the one who put the Christ in Christmas. Messages that'll help us to be in the mindset of giving God thanks for more than just the gifts that we'll receive from others and others will receive from me and you. What gift could ever be given by anyone, anywhere that is a better gift than the gift that God gave us on that glorious day when God so loved the world that he gave us the Christ child as a gift, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So come on, let's hear a message about the wonderful blessing that we've already received on that day that Christ was born. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Verse 18. Let's do 16. Go down. He said, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He says, rejoice forevermore, which means God expects the rejoicing to continue on, even though it's not required of you to show up to do a particular thing. He still expects it to happen. Just like he sent you to pray without ceasing. Praise God. Even though it's not prayer times set up in the scripture like it was back in the Old Testament, where there were certain times that they would be in prayer, had to be in prayer, was required for them to be in prayer. But they're not required anymore to be in prayer. But prayer is not supposed to be ceasing. Because it's supposed to continue on. And we're supposed to give thanks in everything. In everything give thanks. And he told us why. For this is the will of God. Is anybody here want to fulfill the will of God in your life? Praise God. He said for this is the will of God. That's what God wants us to do. The will of God is that we give thanks in everything. So for the New Testament church, that which was once law is replaced by love. That which was once law is now replaced by love. Before they had a law of sin and death that says you don't do it, you die. That's a real good incentive to do it. Praise God. Because if you don't do it, you're going to die. Praise God. Somebody say, put up your hands. You'd be looking like that. And then they pull a nine on you and say, put up your hands. I bet your hands fly up. Because the concept of death is an inspiration to continue to do what it is that you've been asked to do. Does that make sense? But there's a greater inspiration that's supposed to exist than the law of sin and death. It's called the law of love. Well, see, we in the New Testament, we get a chance to love God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our might. So because of that, the things that it is he required us to do, we no longer and does not require us to do that don't change. And we are still willing to do 
because of the fact that we love God. I got anybody here that loves God. So when we love God, a have to do is replaced by a heart to do. A have to do is replaced by a heart to do. Whereas ours is not relegated to the mechanicalness of days and times, but rather is shifted to a lifestyle of thanksgiving. This is just what we do. Or another way of phrasing it, any opportunity we get, we're going to do it. Any opportunity we get, we're going to do it. We don't need no reason to be able to do it per se. We don't need no prescribed season to be able to get it done. We're going to do it anyway because our God is good. He is wonderful. And so we're going to give him the praise and the glory that he's rightfully due. And we're going to look at every opportunity we get to be able to celebrate because he's always done good things for me and you. Daily, all day, whenever we get the opportunity or wherever the thought hits us, we should give thanks unto the Lord. And we're to give thanks for him for what he has done, for what he is doing, and for what he plans to do the same way he set it up back then too. Colossians chapter 2. Now, once again, although it's not required, it's not to be discouraged and frowned upon either. That if we choose to participate in, 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 in holidays, then it shouldn't be a problem, at least according to the word of God. And once again, we're going to read what God's word says about that. So we can find out whether or not we should pay attention to that when somebody else tells us that's not what we should do. Colossians chapter 2. Begin reading verse 16. It reads, it said, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day. Praise God. That holy day was right there. It's talking about a holiday or a feast, just like he said up before a feast. He said, therefore, let no man. Therefore, judge you in meat or drink or in respect of an holiday, a holy day or a new moon or of the Sabbath days for which are a shadow of things to come. But the body, speaking of that which casts a shadow, is Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which they, he hath not seen. Vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands have having nourished ministry and knit together increases with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Now let me clear some of that up and make sure, make sure you understand what all that said. Now, our participation and our non-participation in holidays is not to be judged by any people, whether they be saints or whether they be ain'ts. Which means nobody, nowhere is supposed to stand before me and you and tell us whether we should or should not participate in a holiday. Because the Christ, because of Christ's victory over the death, hell and the grave and over the devil, we're not to be judged by any man whether we do or don't participate in a holiday. Just like if we choose to participate in a holiday, we should do so. If we choose not to, we, we can do so. 
Because the choice is yours. Because remember, God set you free to be able to do what you choose to do. Now, I'm going to put a pause button right here. But at the same time, he also doesn't want us to get caught up in idolatry. Because idolatry is the number one sin against God. Well, number two sin. Well, number one sin. Yeah, number one. Second one is, is unbelief. But that one's tied to the number one sin, and that's idolatry. God don't want you caught up in idolatry. That's why he says all throughout the Old Testament, when he is developing the children of Israel to be able to be the people he wanted them to be, he would constantly tell them that he is, he is God all by himself and that you should have no other God before you and that we shouldn't operate in, in idolatry. Praise God. Idolatry is placing someone on, on par with God, raising something up to be even exalted higher than God in our lives where we worship it and honor it and pay homage to it in, instead of or above God because there's nothing we're supposed to pay homage to or no one we're supposed to pay homage to or worship above or, on, or, or, or instead of God. God is our God. He is our king. He is the one that created everything. He's the one that made you and me and we didn't make ourselves. And so even though we can enjoy other things, but we can't honor it to the point where we would honor God. Or another way of phrasing, do something God says does not do. In fact, he had told them, when you get into the world where all these other worldly carnal people is who don't know me, don't get caught up in what they do the way they do. Don't get caught up in what they do and how they do. Look at your neighbor and say, we ain't doing that. Amen. Because see, we ain't, we ain't in all that other. That's why we ain't in the Santa Claus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Or any other little clause like that and stuff like that too. You know, flying reindeers with red noses and, 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 and stuff like that too. We, we ain't in all that. That's all cute, but we ain't in all of that. Praise God. So when we celebrate Christmas, we ain't celebrating what the world celebrates. Does anybody hear me up in here? Amen. Let me not get ahead of myself. That's why he says over in verse 18, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. He said, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility. That word beguile right there means defraud you, defraud you, a.k.a. rip you off. Praise God of your reward in a voluntary humility. Praise God. Now, when it says a voluntary humility, it means something that you choose to do, something that you choose to operate in. And the worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he have not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, which means that would be the, one of the reasons why he would rip you off because he has this fleshly mindset, this carnal mindset that's been puffed up by stuff. Now, according to the book of Corinthians, people are puffed up by knowledge. According to the book of Corinthians, people are puffed up by knowledge. They've gained knowledge that they think they have that is like a knowledge that causes them head to be not the size that God intended it to be, and they then think things about themselves and everybody else that they, not, they ought not think. Because knowledge puffeth up. Hey man, hallelujah, that's what they do. It makes people think they're greater than what they really are. They know more than they really do. Praise God. That's one of the reasons why the Bible tells us to bet that we're supposed to get our knowledge from the Bible. Praise God. Because the word of God never puffs you up. It edifies you. It builds you up. It don't puff you up. When you're puffed up, you're a size other than what God made you and causing people to think things that they shouldn't think as though that's what God want them to think. That's why I said, don't let nobody puff you up with no foolishness. I use that word, praise God. Worshiping angels, intruding in those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up with his fleshly mind and not holding the head 
which from which all body, all the body by the joints and bands having nourishment minister or another way of phrasing and not pay attention to God and what he said, because that's how we no longer hold in the head. See, the body is supposed to respond to what the head said. The body ain't supposed to respond to anything other than what the head said. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because if the body start responding to something other than the head said, said it's a disease that's kicked in. Because the body is no longer responding to the head. And that means something got in, something happened that caused it no longer to be able to communicate the way it's supposed to. So the body started doing things that the head didn't say do. You know, you know no disrespect, but that's like Jerry's kids. You know, the ones that have like muscular dystrophy and things like that too. Where the head is saying one thing, but the body is responding differently. Does that make sense? And see, it's, it's a disease whenever... Christ said something, but the body responds differently. Or when Christ, the head didn't say nothing, but the body is still responding in ways that the head never said. That's a problem. Praise God. And he says, not holding the head from which all the bodies and the joints and bands having nourishment ministereth and knit together increases with the increase of God. Which means that's the only way we really increase is when we line up with what God said. Wherefore, because of that. If ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to, to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, and handle not, which are all perished with the using, after the commandments and the doctrine of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom. It look like they wise. It look like they smart. It look like they knowledgeable in will worship and humility. In will worship. Now the word will worship right there means voluntary, arbitrary, or unwarranted piety. Voluntary, arbitrary, and unwarranted piety. That is sanctimony. So they're conducting in what's called will worship. Whereas they they have voluntarily did this in order to demonstrate their piety their love for God, their willingness to be able to serve God, their willingness to do what God said do, but they voluntarily did it. But the definition includes arbitrarily and unwarranted. Arbitrarily and unwarranted. When you do things arbitrarily and unwarranted, that means ain't nobody asked you to do that. Like a lot of y'all going to give gifts to somebody later on down the line that they didn't ask you. You, you, they didn't ask you, but you did it anyway. Now, the, the, the gift's probably going to be accepted like, well, thank you. Praise God. But they're doing things that was never asked. It's sanctimonious. The word sanctimony means pretended, affected, or hypocritical religious devotion, righteousness, etc., etc., etc. It's pretended. Look, you lean over your neighbor and say, that means fake. <laughs> Affected or hypocritical religious devotion. Amen. Righteousness, hypocritical, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if they're doing things that is pretending like they are being devoted to God, pretending like they're doing what's right before God, but yet it's, it's, it's hypocritical. Well, why is it sanctimonious? 
Because the Lord never said not do it. See, if God say don't do it and you don't do it, you're not being hypocritical. You're being you're being obedient. You're being faithful. But if God didn't say don't do it, but you're not doing it, then that's on you. It it wasn't because he said do it. Does that make sense? Which is called sanctimony. Because the Lord never said not do it. See, it's not God's will, but it's men attempting to be and show their desire to be good Christians doing something or not doing something that God never said don't do or not do. So if God never said don't do it and you do it and you do it in it, and you do it. It's, you're no better to God because you did it. Because he never said do it. And if you don't do what God never said don't do. But you're doing it in order to show your devotion to God. That, that's alright. But he didn't say it. So technically you ain't doing nothing. At least not in God's eyes. Because you ain't did what he said do. Am I losing anybody? Now, if God said don't do it and you don't do it, then God said kudos, that a boy, that's a girl. Good God, good job. But if God said it's okay to do it, but you say, oh, no, I'm going to choose not to do it. He said, well, okay. That's your choice. But it don't mean no more to me than if you would have did it. Because I already told you, you can do it or not do it. It's on you. So it's like you ain't really did nothing extra. It ain't like you all that. But see, the one that's doing it think they all of that. Oh, I'm not celebrating Christmas. You know, that's, that's, that's not of God. God said, I never said that. That's not, that's, that, that's not biblical. God said, what, what biblical Bible are you talking about? Not the one I wrote, because I have what has all things that pertain on God, life and godliness in there. So if it's not in the Bible, then that means that you ain't got to be bothered trying to live up to it. See, our job is only to live to what the Bible says. We don't try to live up with what everybody else say. Amen. Because God never said not do it. That's why verse 8 says, let no man beguile you. Let no man defraud you. The word defraud means to deprive you of a right. Deprive you of money or deprive you of property by fraud. Whereas it cheats you and swindles you. To deprive of a right, deprive of money or property by fraud, where it cheats you or swindles you. Now, if somebody cheats you or swindles you, they ripped you off of something that could have benefited you. Something that could have did good by you. So anybody that tells you don't do, you've been cheated. You've been ripped off. Eastside Detroit says, don't let nobody rip you off of what's yours. Well, has God opened the door for you to do it? Don't let nobody rip you off of yours under the premise of you're not supposed to do that. God said, I didn't say that. Eastside Detroit Amplified Version. It says, don't let nobody run no game on you, ripping you off of what's your God-given right to do if you want to do it. So, but there's folk in these last days who are going to be ripping folk off left and right. The Bible says seducers and deceivers are going to be waxing worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. But God gave us the answer. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. 
of the Holy Scriptures, which makes you wise unto salvation. So the Scriptures tells us what's wise. Everything else in God's eyes is foolish. Do it if you want to, but there's no need to. Turn to Romans chapter 14. My God, I love the Lord. Now, this is important because there's going to be all kind of folk that's going to be teaching you all kind of stuff in these last days. Don't eat this. Don't touch this. If it ain't what's in the Bible, you don't have to be bothered with that. Y'all shouldn't eat meat. Well, you can or you can choose not to. But don't let nobody rip you off of the meat that you can eat by making you think that you're more godly by not eating it. Because God say, no, you're just hungry. Because I made the meat for you. It's, it's up to you to decide what you're going to do. Now, if you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. If you got an allergy, leave it alone. Hallelujah. Or take Benadryl and then eat it. Praise God. Whatever. But that's on you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But don't think you're more of a saint because you don't do it than somebody else that does do it. Because God said, that's not the way I see things. Wait a minute. If that's not the way he sees things, then that means if you see it differently the way he sees things, and there's only two ways to see things in this world, it's either you see it godly or you see it devilishly. Whereas the deceiver is in manifestation. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Turn to Romans chapter 14. I love the Lord. Verse 22 says, Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. Because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So whatsoever we choose to do, we're supposed to do it in faith. Now, let me hear him qualify faith. Faith means hearing what God said. And believing it to the point that you operate on it. That's what, that's what faith is talking about. Faith, hearing what God said. Because see, you can have faith in something stupid. You can have faith in a lie. Hey, Amen. You can have faith in a misinterpretation of scripture. That's why it says, leave it to no private interpretation. Because there's all kinds of people privately interpreting stuff. But God said, I didn't say that. Just make sure whatever you do, do it in faith. Well, I don't want to celebrate. Just make sure you do it in faith. Well, I want to celebrate. Go ahead and do it in faith. Have that. Have a ball. In fact, I designed it to be done. Just like he designed the food to be used. He designed the, the certain drinks to be drank. <clears throat> I got scripture. I got scripture. He deserved you know, some things to be done. He said, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, do it. Because whatever you do, do it under God. First Timothy chapter 4. But don't be telling somebody. That God has a problem with God ain't got a problem with. Don't be telling nobody to stop something that God has given them freedom to be able to do. Just because it makes you think you, you're better. Even though God said, but it don't. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're being reminded of the real reason for Christmas Day. It's the day that we Christians celebrate the birth of the Christ child the one God sent to the world to set us free. Not a day to get caught up in what kind of gift is under the Christmas tree, especially since the best gift, Jesus Christ, has already been given to you and me. 
If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and see you. So, come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, next Monday is Christmas Day. So we invite all of you to join us at Word of Faith Christian Center on Christmas morning as we give God the thanks that He's rightfully due for the gift that He gave to me and you. Every year the members of Word of Faith come together on Christmas morning for an exciting, faith-filled, spirit-filled, praise and worship service where we give God thanks on Christmas Day. So we invite all of you out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas to join us at Word of Faith on Christmas morning at 9.30 a.m. where saints from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to praise and worship God and give the Father thanks for the gift that He gave us in the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank God for all the things that we could do to celebrate on that day. But what's better to do on the day that's set aside to celebrate the Christ child than to actually take time to celebrate Jesus Christ, the one who was sent to save us? So come on through. We'll be glad to see you and your family there giving God praise on Christmas morning too. You and your family will be blessed when you do, and we will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.